You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. Thank you, Nick. That was awesome. Thanks for the great introduction. This is Morning Breath. We're a drive-time devotion. Sure, to jumpstart your day. How might you ask we do that? Well, what we do is simply take the Word of God. We read a chapter, spend some time in the Word with the Lord, do a morning devotion, if you want to call it that. A lot of ways to spend time with Jesus these days, but it's just one of the ways we do it. Some people say, oh, I just use the Bible app. Well, I actually use the Bible app for morning breath, too. I, uh, When I'm eating um, my bowl of Cheerios, which I do every morning, I uh, turn it on to the chapters, you know, listen to it in the NLT, listen to the NIV, and then I go down, you know, spend some time with the Lord. That's not very intimate, you know, that time with Jesus kind yeah. of thing. So then I then I sit down and have some time where I can get a little bit more uh, into it with the Lord. But that's what we do. Then we come down to the, the station we have here at the Merritt Island Campus, East Coast Christian Center, read the chapter on the air, and then we talk about wherever God leads us in the chapter. My co-host today is Pastor Christian Hurtson. How you doing, Pastor Christian? I'm doing great. Good, Excited man. to be here, man. We Welcome. made it through Christmas. We got Ooh, the new year knocking on the man. door. December 29th. This is I'm partying been, all week, man. This has been a fun year. Yeah. Like, honestly, I know people will really poo-poo this year and think about how crazy it was, but I know that God works all things together for the good, and I can really see a lot of silver lining. That's my personality. Oh, no, I get it. I but get I see it. a lot of silver lining in this year and growth, and I know that we're going to look back for years to come and think about, man, look at what God did. Yeah. in 2020. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's just my little encouragement I th- I for you I think we're going to see both, though. I think we're going to look back and see some scars yeah. uh, of some things that happened that way. But I do think that very often in times like this, God is doing more than you can see. Absolutely. And so I believe God is actually building and growing the church right now, Yeah, uh, getting ready to stretch the church uh, and, and expand the borders of the church. Uh, as Isaiah talks, you know, lengthen your yeah. your sta- your stakes and uh, you know the boundaries of of what you're doing in your life, and so, but it it doesn't really look like it right yeah. now. When you're in the middle of it, it's hard because to because you're in the middle of it. But the other thing that I totally agree with you on, Pastor uh, Christian, is I think even kids are going to look back on this year, yeah, and they're going to go, "Wow." I got to know my mom better. Yeah. Or I got to know my dad better. That was that was special time to me. Yeah. That may take them a couple of years before they get to it. that point. Yeah. Appreciate it. But I think even parents are gonna go back and say, you know, that was an incredible year with my children. Yep. Um, as hard as it is and as difficult as it is, I do. I think people will look back and uh this will definitely I mean, I know right where I was sitting uh on September eleventh. Yeah. You know, That's what I was thinking of when you were saying that before. I know right where I was sitting. I know right what I was doing. I know the first person that talked to me and said, yeah. you know, you see what's going on? Pastor Eric walked into my office, said, you would see what's going on? I said, no, and got up, and we walked to a room actually right across from this studio. Yeah. We had a TV in there. We turned it on and watched that. I remember all that, all that stuff, and, and I think there's going to be some uh, some people looking back and going, wow, look what God did. Yeah. Uh, God did amazing things, and so uh, powerful. And that doesn't negate how difficult it's been on, for some people. We get yeah. it, but silver lining is good. Yeah. Anyway, tell folks how to get involved. Absolutely. Easiest way is on our East Coast app, which you can find on the Apple or the Google Play Store. Just type in the words East Coast app. You'll see it there with a the blue background and a little white circle with East Coast logo in it. 
or you can go to our website, which is eccc.us. On there, you can get info, events, past sermons, the Morning Breath episodes, and the devotion guide to follow along so you can always know where we're at and be a part of that Bible study. Also, you can follow us on social media, so Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. We've got great content for you every single day on there. Heart Radio, Spotify. All of it. Yeah, anywhere that you want to get your podcast, too, (laughs) we've got it on there. So whatever your podcast app is, or if you're not used to that, you just go and you subscribe to Morning Breath, and it's going to be able to get it to where it's going to just pop up on your phone every day. It's going to yep. put it right on there. It makes it really easy. Yep. Or if you prefer, you can call 321-452-1060. And we would love to either email or mail out a devotion guide or any information that you ever want about East Coast. Absolutely. And we, it's important uh, for the first of the year, we always do a time of seeking the Lord. Yeah. And that's going to be coming up. So we really love to get involved in that. It's going to start the 10th of January. Fast begins at 6 p.m. on the 10th, going to go 21 days. It's awesome. It's going to be a great time. Uh, we've got all the information on what that means. We've got a devotion that's been written, especially for those 21 days and starting out our year. And so we just want to encourage you to get involved and, you know, call the office. You can go online. We'll have the devotion online for you yeah. that you can read. And uh, for those of you that aren't, aren't close or it isn't easy for you to get here to get one, you can pick one up at church. All those things will be going on. It's gonna be great. Yeah, we're man. really we're I I think going after twenty twenty one in an aggressive way to say let's go let's yeah. do this yeah. like we're gonna give it our all and just see what God did and we've seen that in twenty twenty like instead of just sitting back and being a victim that's right you know we gave away over a million pounds of food and we had by October yeah nine hundred and eleven people give their hearts to the Lord in the last tally it's gonna be more than that yeah. But it's just remarkable what God did of taking a proactive, kind of an aggressive standpoint to say, hey, take that, the kingdom of darkness. We're going to punch in the throat. Absolutely. Yeah. So speaking of punching somebody in the throat, let's read the Bible. Yeah. Matthew 20. Yeah. I'm going to read New King James. How about you? I'm going to read the message. It is so much fun in this chapter. Okay. So I'm going to, I was going to stop at 16, but I'm actually going to take it to 20 because the message is quite a bit longer. Yeah. And so we'll probably split the difference that way. It's very close. Yep. I'll read through 19. You take it up at 20. Sounds great. Perfect. I must say unto you, read, sir. For the kingdom of heaven is like a landowner who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. Now, when he had agreed with the laborers for a denarius a day, he sent them into his vineyard. And he went out about the third hour and saw others standing idle in the marketplace. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, I will give you. So they went again. He went out about the sixth and the ninth hour and did likewise. And about the 11th hour, he went out and found others standing idle and said to them, why have you been standing here idle all day? They said to him, because no one hired us. And he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. So when evening had come, the owner of the vineyard said to his steward, call the laborers and give them their wages, beginning with the last to the first. And when those came who were hired about the 11th hour, they each received a denarius. When the first came, they supposed that they would receive more and they likewise received each a denarius. And when they had received it, they complained against the landowner saying, These last men have worked only one hour, and you have made them equal to us, who have borne the burden and the heat of the day. But he answered one of of them and said, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what is yours and go your way. I wish to give to this last man the same as you. 
Is it not lawful for me to do what I wish with my own things, or is your eye evil because I am good? So the last will be first, and the first last, for many are called, but few chosen. Now Jesus, going up to Jerusalem, took the twelve disciples aside on the road and said to them, Behold, we are going up to Jerusalem, and the Son of Man will be betrayed to the chief priests and to the scribes, and they will condemn him to death. And deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and to scourge and to crucify. And the third day he will rise again. Verse 20. (laughs) It was about that time that the mother of Zebedee brothers came with her two sons and knelt before Jesus with a request. What do you want? Jesus asked. She said, give your word that these two sons of mine will be awarded the highest place of honor in your kingdom. One at the right hand and one at the left hand. Jesus responded, You have no idea what you're asking. And he said to James and John, Are you capable of drinking the cup that I'm about to drink? They said, Sure, why not? (laughs) Jesus said, Come to think of it, you're going to drink my cup. But as to awarding places of honor, that's not my business. My father's taking care of that. When the ten others heard about this, they lost their tempers, thoroughly disgusted with the two brothers. So Jesus got them together to settle things down. He said, You've observed how godless rulers throw their weight around, how quickly a little power goes to their heads. It's not going to be that way with you. Whoever wants to be great must become a servant. Whoever wants to be first among you must be your slave. That is what the Son of Man has done. He came to serve, not to be served, and then to give away his life in exchange for the many who were held hostage. As they were leaving Jericho, a huge crowd followed. Suddenly, they came upon two blind men sitting alongside the road. When they heard it was Jesus passing, they cried out, Master, have mercy on us. Mercy, son of David. The crowd tried to hush them up, but they got all the louder, crying, Master, have mercy on us. Mercy, son of David. Jesus stopped and called over, What do you want from me? They said, Master, we want our eyes opened. We want to see. Deeply moved, Jesus touched their eyes. They had their sight back that very instant and joined the procession. Amen. Wow. You know, uh, message, you know, message translation, Eugene Peterson there makes it so, so uh, the vernacular, the type of uh, wording that he uses is so common to where we live right now. It made me see something that, uh, you know, I just want to bring out briefly. Verse 24. Could you read that one again? Yeah, I'd love to. Yeah, and sorry for the pause. I was writing notes before I read my segment. You had got me all caught up with something. Sorry, sorry. Verse 24. <laughs> when the 10 others heard about this, they lost their tempers, thoroughly <laughs> disgusted with the two brothers. <laughs> yeah, mine says greatly displeased. And a lot of times when you read it like in New King James, greatly displeased, it doesn't it doesn't really feel like, oh, you know, these guys are really ticked off. Yeah. You know, because that's a phrase I would use nowadays. Oh, man, they really were ticked off. Yeah. Um. But what it made me just think about is, you know, we're all dealing with maybe some strife at times in our lives, uh, people upset, people, you know, any of you that have a family and have kids at home, you can have a time when the kids aren't getting along, they're mad at each other, and you have to sit them all down or sit one of them down or go to each of them individually, and you've got to work through this strife situation. You know what? It's super normal. Even Jesus' team, people following the living, walking, breathing yeah. Christ, there was still strife in the team. Infighting, yeah. Infighting there, and it and it caused problems. 
And uh, so Jesus, what I think's interesting here is immediately Jesus sits them down when he sees this going on. Yeah. I think sometimes we don't understand how dangerous or how destructive strife really is. Mm-hmm. The Bible says where there's strife, there's confusion in every evil work. Yeah. Every evil work doesn't sound good to me. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of evil work. I mean, what are we opening the door to for the sake of staying mad at someone? Yeah. What, what, who are you giving sort of permission to run amok in your life just so you can stay mad at your boss, friend, wife, husband, blah, 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 yeah. blah. It's never worth it. Strife is not worth it. Be quick to apologize. Be quick to say, I'm sorry. Don't hold a grudge. It's not oh, a healthy thing at all. So good. Yeah. I love that. Just thinking about how real they were and that they were flawed people mm-hmm. that wanted to follow Jesus. It brings me to this verse. And once again, this is where the message just had so much fun is Jesus responded, you have no idea what you're asking. And he said to James and John, are you capable of drinking the cup that I'm about to drink? And they said, yeah, sure, sure. Why not? <laughs> I just laughed at that. And he's like, come to think of it, you are going to drink of this cup, you know, and John Ooh. later got exiled to the island of Patmos. And well, these James guys... was the first martyr yeah. in the church. I mean, his brother, James. Yeah. yeah you know, was beheaded when they were dealing with, you know. Yeah, so they're like, oh, here you go. So it pleased the the Jews that they beheaded, you know, James, they went to get Peter too, and yeah. then Peter got away, but yeah. James but him was, later got J- hung upside down on the cross, you yeah, know, and like yeah. tough road to go. It, it reminded me. Oh, yeah, me of, no problem. I could yeah, do that. Reminded me of a verse from Matthew 16 where we were before. He says, anyone who intends to come to me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat. And I love this. Don't run from suffering. Embrace it. You know, this is Jesus' words from last Tuesday when we were reading it. Mm. It just jumped out to me to think about, oh, you want this? Sure. Why not? You know? Mm. All right, here you go. You, you get what you're asking for. But there's so much fulfillment in that. It's like you think about Fox's Book of Martyrs. People don't talk about that book very much anymore or thinking about really following Christ and the sacrifice or globally around the world. My dad's a missionary and been in some of the hardest areas of the world, going into Burma where there's no foreigners allowed and seeing the underground church there or in Indonesia where he worked with missionaries where one guy had an attempted beheading where you could see where the guy had scar marks on his neck and been like supernaturally healed where he's here preaching now but someone tried to cut his head off as a you know a heathen is you know as a christian there yeah. and I, you think about the I've powerful I never had to deal with anything like no, that no no we we get told hey put your mask on you know and we're we get a little bit up in arms it's like don't tell me to do that like i don't want to wear my mask and yeah. so you think about the persecution, but what yeah. happens is the church thrives. You opened up with that. In 9-11, we saw how the church thrived and rose like it had it in many, many years. And through the Great Depression and you know Azusa Street and times throughout history where you see where there's oppression and there's resistance, that's where the church is at its greatest. So right back to what Jesus had said in Matthew 16, hey, embrace this and know that God's going to use it for something good more than us just being fat and happy. I, I'm going to give you credit for this. I don't know if you said it, but just take the credit if you want. <laughs> is be we, we, we want to be on the mountaintops, 
but the fruit is in the valley. You know, on the mountaintops, it's barren at the top of the mountain. Like, usually you can't bear any fruit because the soil isn't fertile, but it's in the valley when you're going through these tough times. I'm going to say you, I heard that from a sermon no, from you. Yeah, I don't okay. think it was me. Well, I loved okay. it. I heard it. So okay. I'll, I'll give it some credit I said to someone. All the other good things you Everything remember, else but good. Not that. <laughs> and so thinking about that is we love these mountaintop experiences, but really it's through the valley and through these. 2020s, that there's so much fruit that's going to come that we'll experience. And hey, mountaintops are great. I love them. They're, they're exciting, but you got to go through some stuff and embrace it. And I just love that idea. I'm going to have that attitude. Hey, sure. Why not? Let's do yeah. this. Sure. Why not? <laughs> yeah. That that was a little flippant. Yeah. Uh, a little casual. No idea what's really in store for this crucifixion and martyrdom and oh, life man. ahead. No. And you know, the wild thing is it seems like these guys can't hear what Jesus is saying about the suffering he's going to go through. It just seems like they're deaf to it because, yeah. I mean, wow, after the parable about the vineyard saying yeah. the first is last, yeah. immediately James and John and his the, they, mom, yeah. hey, can we be first? Yeah. We want to be on the right and left. Yeah. Didn't you just find out that the first shall be last? I mean, come on. Uh, it, it, and this is, I believe, the seventh time— Jesus has told them he's going to get beaten, scourged, <laughs> crucified, all the good stuff, die, <laughs> and then rose, rise again. Yeah, and it's like they they were deaf to it. But I I get it. I've I'm probably a little bit deaf to yeah some of the things God's trying to say to me yeah. or some of the things He said to me, and I haven't heard correctly. You know, have you ever wondered what this is all talking about with this working for a day and not working and some people getting offended about it and all that. Have you had any ideas on what that, the theme of that is about? I'd love to hear what you said. I've heard Mike Pilavachi say, Hey, I just want to be the person who gets to show up at five and get a full day's wage. And I was like, come on, Mike. I mean, yeah. I like to work hard and yeah. I want to be the first one there and the last one to leave normally. But I was like, I'll take that perspective on it, but I'd love to hear what you got to say. Well, I, I think that, uh, I think you are that person actually. I think that we probably, uh, Nick's sitting over here listening uh, as well, running the board. I think all three of us are probably the five o'clock group. Yeah. And I'll say that in a couple of ways. Number one, I think that the people that started to work during the heat of the day were the Jews. Yeah. And if you look at this in a, in a national point of view, the Jews have gone through persecution for thousands of years yep. to, you know— <laughs> almost buy us the right to receive the Messiah yeah. here at the end of the ages. And so in some respects, I think every one of us, yeah. every Gentile yeah. possibly, if, if if it is indeed talking about that type of stuff, yeah. and it could be. You know, when I look at this, I wonder, is this is this talking about, you know, uh, Gentile, Jew type of thing? Um, it does sound like a Gentile answer when they said, because no one hired us. <laughs> he said to them, you also go into the vineyard and whatever is right, you will receive. And, yeah. and it's a great picture of that. Yeah. And so, you know, it's possible. And, and and that makes more sense to me with the first shall be last and the last shall be first yeah. as well because of the, the, the Messiah element that the— the Messiah didn't come at the first of the ages. He came yeah. at the last yeah. of the ages. Yeah. And because of that, he made us first. Yeah. And so, I don't know. I see a lot of things that could be, could represent that. Yeah. Um, it definitely could also represent 
Um, I've been saved for since 1988. No, 1980. Yeah. And uh, you've been saved since? Since 2001. So yeah. I got 21 more years in than you. Shouldn't yeah. I get more pay? Yeah. You know, that type of thing. Yeah. I don't think, you know, it's really saying that. Yeah. Uh, that type of thing, because if you're really a believer, wouldn't you rejoice if somebody came in in the last hour? Yeah, celebrate when so, your heart is right. Yeah, when your heart is right. And so, yeah, I thought about it from that that point of view as well, wondering. But the biggest thing it speaks to me about is the mercy and grace of God. Yeah. That it doesn't matter whether you've lived your whole life for Christ or whether you get saved on your deathbed. Yeah, the sinner on the cross, you know. That God's be with grace me. is the same. Yeah. And that he's going to, you know, whatever is right, the grace of God is right. And you can't give someone any less of the grace of God. Mm -hmm. You know, so, okay, you guys only started working at the 11th hour, so you just get grace. Yeah. That's all you get is just some grace. Well, it's the grace grace. of God. And so I I see all those things kind of when I look at that and wonder, you know, is it saying anything else about that? Um you know, the other thing is there's no such thing as a twelfth of a denarius, which is what, you know, they got paid a day. Yeah. There's no coin like that. There never has been. Yeah. Um, My Bible said it was a dollar. It was interesting. Eugene yeah. said a day's work for a dollar. I'm like, oh, yeah, that's he, hard work. Yeah, he was in the wrong age. But, you know, yeah. some like the uh, NLT said for a day's wages. Yeah. And which is what a denarius yeah. was then. But it's like saying... There was no twelfth of a denarius, and there's no twelfth of God's love. Yeah. You know, there's no twelfth of God's portion. grace. Yeah. There's, you know, so the love of God, the grace of God, the mercy of God is not portioned out yeah. in little bite-sized pieces. Either you are have the grace of God or you don't. You yeah. have the love of God or you don't. And so I just think regardless of performance. And then I also think that it, it, it could also be that thing where you uh, look at grace versus debt. Mm-hmm. You know, when you look at a gift and receiving a gift, if if you work for it, it's not a gift. Yeah, It's wages. Yeah. So a gift has to be something you don't work for. Yeah. You haven't earned it in any way. Yeah. And so that's the other thing about this is he's he's being good, and uh, he does warn you not to have an evil eye. Mm-hmm. You know, don't see things so don't don't because their perspective was messed up. Yeah. Instead of rejoicing with these guys that you know didn't didn't work all day and who got their pay. Yeah. Comparison. I, 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 and I can fix it real quick for anybody. If you're mad about that kind of stuff. Just instead picture your son is getting that or your daughter or your grandchild or someone you love is getting the break. Then all of a sudden it sounds wonderful. Oh, that's great. (laughs) It's a wonderful thing. Happy for them to have it. Yeah, that's awesome. It changes everything. Love. Love changes everything. Yeah. It's a perspective change. And that comparison is so dangerous. When we try to compare to other people and feel like that's not right. Well, grace isn't right. And salvation, we didn't deserve it. But we get it, and so we just have to receive it. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back with you. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors.
At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork. And we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. We're going to close out with this thought from verse 16. You had already shared, so the last will be first and the first will be last. But Mm. then it says, for many are called, 
but few were chosen. Interesting. And people would get hung up in that verse, but I think in the whole context, it's really important to realize that Jesus came to save everyone. Jesus isn't trying to exclude and, you know, keep certain people out. As I've heard this verse used before and lifted out of context to just say, hey, if you're chosen by God, then it doesn't matter. You know, it is what it is. But those other people are not chosen. They're not God's people. And they, they're they just, you know, set aside for eternal damnation. And it's like, I have a hard time with that. When you look at the whole breadth of the Bible, that's what we talked about last week, is you got to use the Word to be able to examine the Word. And you look at God's heart that he came for all. He desires for all men to come to know the knowledge of him and to be able to have salvation. And that's just, it's a different perspective. And especially wrapping up this year, know that God's grace, God's plan for salvation, God's love is for you. Amen. I I would, I'll put these words out here. You don't have to receive them, but instead of saying for many are called, but few are chosen, I I would say all are called, called, but few respond. Yeah. And I think that's more the perspective that's being given here. You know, Jesus didn't die for my sins only, but the sins of the whole world. And so I know Jesus died for everybody. And if he died for everybody, that means salvation is available to everybody. But everybody won't take it. But we pray many, many will. God bless you guys. Have a great day in Christ. See you, Pastor Christian. Talk to you in 2021. Bye, Nick. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath podcast.